Welcome to the Slappy Cut Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode three. Yes, mate. Welcome back, Tyler. Hello, mate. How you been? Yeah, it's been good. Been alright? Been good. How's your weekend been? Uh, It was good. We worked worked on Saturday, but then Sunday I was meant to have all you boys over because the Raiders played the Dragons. Yep. Which is our two teams, but um, Mummy says booked us into a kids' party. Yeah, I was booked in to play golf. Which, so. I, which I forgot about. Well, actually, I didn't know. Um, um, so I went to that, and actually, I had a few beers Sunday night. Nice. Because it's always a weird feeling. When you go to a kids' party, when you know the people. Yeah. Do you take piss, or do you not take piss <laughs> to, a five, to a five-year-old party? No, six-year-old party. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Well, we, we stayed there till 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> At night, so... So I'm new to this kid party thing, so I went to... The first one I went to was, was for another one-year-old, mm. and we took Charlie, and there's people that they bought well, their own alcohol. You normally drink there because you made it to one, you're like, fucking how did I do Yeah, this? survived. We survived the one-year-old. Yeah, so everyone bought their own drinks, and I didn't because I went to one-year-old birthday party. <laughs> it didn't seem proper. You'll soon learn. So anyway, yeah, I've learned from that experience. So it's, it's acceptable, I found out. Yeah, it was good. No, I had a good Sunday. We uh, went there about 12, actually. And they got a pool and that. The kids were running around, and then the missus went home at, like, 4 or 5. And I just stayed there with the kids, and everyone went home, and I was there with the, the parents talking shit, drinking beer, moved into red wine. Perfect, what a night. It's quite nice, actually. Excellent. Bit of Pinot Noir, mate. Yes, lovely. Lovely. It was delicious. I'm glad you went there and we didn't have to watch the Dragons play. Well, I watched it, mate. Yeah, I didn't. It was a shit-house game. Look, yeah, I haven't seen much of the Raiders play. I know the Dragons are in a a rut that's hard for them. Scotty's blowing up about it because... There was a one-on-one steal, which changed the game. Ah. But there was three, tack- three players in the tackle. Doesn't sound one-on-one to me. But they broke off. And then Hudson Young stole the ball, but his knees were on the ground. But it was a steal. Yeah, okay. Scotty reckons he was held. It could go either way. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. Well, one-eyed dragon supporter, mate. Correct. Just so, like you. Yeah, just like me. So, anyway, this week I thought we'd talk a little bit about the mental game of golf. Oh, how good. Yeah. I took, before we get into that, did you see the RBC? I did. My pick almost won, mate. Yeah, it was exciting. Mm, I didn't get to watch much of it. I um, saw a bit of the final round. Yeah. Did you see the playoff? No. So, in the playoff, they've gone through, Jordan's had a putt on the 18th, they've played the 18th again, mm. and it was moving so slow. And it's hit the lip, and it, I don't know how it didn't drop. No, it was no. freakish how it didn't. Um, then they played the seventeenth, and he had another pass through. Yes, yeah. yeah. He had another putt to win it, and just it just took the break. If he hit another three inches harder, goes in wow. speed, and then Fitzy hits it to two like nearly what inside foot on the eight on eight eight again. Yeah, and then boxes it to win. So yeah. it was. Yeah, they, they called the commentators called it. They said if you're going to give someone as good as Matt, as you know um, as Maddie that many chances, he's going yeah. to take one eventually. Yeah, he's playing so good. He is, but that eighteenth hole looks hard, eh? It does because it's like the green looks like it's front to back over a pot. Yeah, with like a mid iron in. Yeah, it was cool to see that. Um, it was playing a bit down breeze oh, last okay. day, so I think Maddie hit a, a nine iron into oh, it, I did, to, right. to stump it. 
but they're hitting Theo Edwards off that tee, and so Matt's hitting the the draw because it's a bit right to left. Yeah, he hits the draw, and Jordan balls of steel. He hit a fade every time, so he tee up and just hit it over the water and faded back over. Wow, a slappy cut even. It was almost a slappy cut, <laughs> and he um he was impressive. It was good to watch. So oh, it's wow. good to see. I think you know it's fair to say Jordan's had you know he was obviously very dominant back in 14, 15, yeah. 16 when he first came out. Uh, he's been quiet for a bit, but I'd, I'd be as bold to say I think he's back. Yeah. He's, Have you seen his putting um, set up now? He's no, I haven't taken too much look at it. He looks like a robot now. Do can putt. I know, but it's just, he looks so weird. Yeah, okay. But it's working. Oh, man. That guy, he'd, he'd be one of the... When he's on, he's the best putter. Oh, no one, hands down. No that 14-15 period, mate, he didn't, um, didn't miss inside... We didn't miss from 30-footer in. <laughs> well, I think they said yeah, that for the RBC, he was, I think at the end of it, he was like 63 out of 70 from 10 foot and closer. Yeah, wow. It's not and, bad. You know, i seen something. Matt Fitzpatrick didn't miss a putt from 8 foot and in. I saw that. For four days. That's, incre- that's, that's incredible. Fuck, that's ridiculous. Like, imagine, like, obviously it wasn't 18 holes straight, but imagine for 18 holes having 8 feet every time. You're not bidding at all of them. No. I don't care how confident you are. That no. is scary. But it was a good tournament. Cool, to course. Cost McElroy three mil, poor bugger. Pull him out. Yeah, do you hear that? So from the because um, you already nominated to play it. Well, so it's it's no, so it's one of those twelve compulsory events, uh, or ten or twelve, whatever they got. And he, so the thing is, you can miss one. Yeah. Anyway, this is the second one he's pulled out of and missed. So he wasn't fined three million. I think that's where everyone got confused. So he was in that PIP. The PIP. Yeah. The PIP. So he got like a 12 mil win out of that. So 75% of it, so 9 mil, that was given to him straight up. And then the last 25% of it is given to you if you meet the playing requirements. Oh, wow. And because he pulled out of that, he won't get the last 3 mil. $3 million to him is like 2 bucks to us. Man, I don't <laughs> think it's that much. Like, like th- think like it's 75%. Like, if you had, if you had 10 bucks and someone goes, man, I want $2.50. You're not happy. No. No, that's your 10 bucks. Wow. But his is, we're talking millions. Yeah. It is. I remember when he uh, he just won the uh, race to Dubai for the first time. Yep. And he just signed with Nike for $250 million for 10 years. And they interviewed him. He just won 15, I think it is, for the race to Dubai. And he's like, oh, so you, what did you want to get out of your golf career? And he's like, all I wanted to do was buy my parents a house. Yep. And I think I can do that now. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, mate, you can buy them 100 houses. Yeah, you can buy them a nice house. It's like, fucking hell. In fact, Macro, if you're listening to this, you can buy me a house. Yeah. Yeah, make that your goal. Or Nike. I'll wear a Nike shirt for a mil. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Nike. It's got to be a mil, though. Look, I think, you know, we're respectable people in the community. I think wearing a, wearing a Nike shirt will be will boost their company. So, um, yeah, anyway, back on to uh, the mental side of golf. So, I think we should probably... I don't think we've mentioned this before... Not that we're like we're not super qualified, but unknown to brave one listening, we are PGA professionals with yeah. uh, the PGA of Australia. So, yeah, oh, yeah. we do have you know, <laughs> some training and obviously a lot of experience yeah. um, in that aspect, trying to overcome you know, mental demons and stuff like that. So, this is probably just a bit more on like what we think works for us. It's obviously a bit different for everyone. I tell you what doesn't work. What's that? Not knowing what shot you're hitting on every. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you're unsure of the shot, you're in strife. <laughs> That's where my head is at right now. Struggle far out. 
Well, when I was talking to you, um, I was talking to you Monday after you played, and I was genuinely concerned you were going to give the game away. I thought this is this is it. I've, I've, I've lost you. I'm going to need a new podcast partner. I still on the first day, right? And it was only a real small event. Like I, I played shit out, but anyway, first day of the event, and I'm like, all right. No idea where this is going. Yeah, <laughs> that's rough. It went straight. Well, that's right, then. I think I skied it, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway. Down the middle. Yeah, so, yeah, fill me in. How, mental demon-wise, how do you get rid of mental demons, Brendan? Yeah, men- mental demons are hard. Um, I think the big one, it depends on your, your level of experience when you're playing. And, um, you know, your average club golfer can take these into consideration or not. But if you're a good amateur and you want to improve, there's some things that you probably have to do. So the first thing I'd recommend, right, is obviously we all have quirks in our swings and things that we're working on all the time. But if you're playing a tournament, you can't be taking those into your event. No. I think you just need to be, you know, you need to see the shot, hit the shot. It's not, oh, I'm going to do this with my foot and... I'm going to put yeah. the plus one here. And, you just got to go play golf. And I get a little bit of a feeling that's where you're at at the moment. Well, so it's exactly where I'm at, but it's more of I've got a different swing every shot. Yes, and that hurts. And, and I don't even know that's concerning. <laughs> that, that's not, it's not where you want to be. <laughs> um, but that's just a lack of me playing, practicing and getting coats. Nobody wants to take me on board, you see. Um, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, I'm just... That's fair. <laughs> time, I'm just time busy at the minute. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For um, sure, but... School holidays, kids, work. Yeah. I haven't been playing a great deal, but I definitely step onto every shot, almost going, okay, where the fuck's this going to go? Yeah, what do I do? And you know what I was doing? Because my normal shot, my wood is like, yeah, it's a, it is a slappy cut. I yep. like to move it left to right. Yeah. Set up for a cut, get to the top of my swing, go, how about you try and hit a draw? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it goes so, so far, fucking offline. Yeah, just shit like that. Yeah, well, I think a lot of that stuff comes back to as well, like a really good solid routine. Mm. And I think a lot of people get, you know, there's obviously a big talk on your pre-shot routine. It but I think massive. I think routine goes a bit further back than that. Yeah. Like I think a good routine is if you're going to play a tournament or a foreign course, it's something you can pull back to feel familiar with. You're prepared. Yeah, and it's little things like, um, you know, even if you're a bit superstitious, like Tiger wearing a red shirt on on Sundays, mm. right? So he feels like it gives him some sort of advantage over everyone else. Um, if you're a favourite pair of underwear, you know, all that sort of weird stuff, but. Um, not that it's too weird if you do have a favourite pair of underpants. Just, just quoting that. The blue ones. The blue ones. <laughs> the, the Raiders ones. They're green. They're green. They're green. Um, but even like, you know, getting to the golf course at a certain time before you tee off. You yeah, know, whether yeah. you need an hour, an hour and a half. Well, there's no range where I went this weekend, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty bad at, at the minute preparing, planning, practicing. And I know I need to get in a routine. Yeah. Like, even just a pre-shot routine, every shot is different. Yeah. Like, I try and do the same, but I, I lose focus so quick. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about so much other shit yeah. when I'm playing golf. Well, that's, yeah, you got to take that, you know, you take that into consideration as well, and that becomes part of your routine. Like, you got to be able to switch on and off. Mm. Right, so if you're switched on the whole time, you have a headache. Golf's five hours. Yes. It's too long. You need to switch on for the minute when you get to the ball. Correct. 40 seconds, but 
Even then, I'm just second guessing everything. Yeah. I even just go, all right, stock shot. Then I'm like, fuck, what about if I don't do this and do this? And what about if I hit it here? Yeah. I'm like, I stay on the team before I even, I look at the field and go, it's four football fields wide. Yeah. But I'm like, what happens if I hit it five wide? What's over there? Yeah. Like, fuck, that is so bad. Look, I'm starting to feel a little bit like Dr. Phil. Yeah, <laughs> This is where we're going, a bit of a Dr. Phil episode here. <laughs> no, you just got to... Work through your demons. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to change it. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, that routine's so important. And if you, if you start doing any research, I think any, you know, any person that wants to, you know, life coach or anything wants to help you out, they're going to say routines first. Mm. And that's not just sport, like, that's, that's life. Yeah, so, um... Yeah, and then what do you... Like, so let's talk pre-shot routine, because that gets talked about a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and what are some things that you should and probably shouldn't do in a pre-shot routine? So yeah, Think negative. So what... Like, I coach a lot of people, and yeah. I actually take them out on course, and I tell them all this stuff. Yeah. Like, and I tell them everything that I know that's right. Yeah. But I struggle to do it myself, and maybe that's a personal thing, but I'm into people about being positive, be outcome-focused, prepare to hit a good shot whereas yeah. I'm like the other in my head I'm the opposite yeah. I'm thinking oh fuck where's it going to go and that, I think that's 99% of people isn't mm. it like it's trying how do I overcome that and yeah the first step to overcoming that I think is you've just got to be so real with yourself yeah. it's like okay do I actually am I actually that negative so I saw a cool thing it said if you're playing around a golf and your pockets probably aren't big enough for this but you get like 30 paper clips chuck them in your pocket Right? You might need a few more by the sounds of what's going on here. So you put them in your front pocket or back pocket, wherever you want. So let's say you put them in your right pocket. Every time you have a negative thought, which is... You stab yourself with a paperclip. No, no. You transfer <laughs> the paperclip from one pocket to the other. Right. And at the end of the round, you pull it out and you have a look and see how many. So this, in 18 holes of golf, how many negative thoughts did I actually have? Holy crap. But you've got to be so real with yourself. Yeah, It's not like a... If you have that split second, if you look over the water and go, I don't want to go there, that's a negative thought. Yeah. You transfer the paperclip over. Yeah. You can't, you can't go, you can't think of it and go, oh, I can't think about that, I don't mm. want to transfer a paperclip, because it's already there. Yeah. Um, and then once you break down, it's okay, well, I've got this Fuck, many. office works better. <laughs> <laughs> we run it <laughs> So I said, your pocket's probably not big enough. Oh, yeah, straight to supply. We'll get you a backpack. <laughs> a backpack of paperclips. And I don't think, I've never been like that. I think ever since doing this, yeah, I've cared way more. Yeah, yeah, of which course. I do. I used to just go play golf and freewheel it. Yeah, and you just go. It's a fade, it's a draw, and just go do it. Yeah, but now I care about the outcome and the result. It's a bit of a curse of the more you know, right? Yeah, like so. The the more you know, the more you can. Even with my swing, yeah. Fucking, you've seen it. I'm just like, what am I doing? Well, you got a different swing thought every week. Yeah. Or every day. I know. So, yeah, we got, you got to try to overcome that first. I've got one I've had for two days. That's that's the longest streak I've ever heard for you. <laughs> a day and a half. This is awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. So, that's, you know, if we can keep seven days, I think we're on. I like that paperclip idea. Look, you only have to do it for one round. Mm. But if you're super honest with yourself and brutal, and then you do that and you go, crap this is how many I've actually this is how many bad thoughts are sneaking into my game each day yeah. that you know it adds up over around the golf it put weighs on you it does I tried to um, if you hit a bad shot I try and I do try and forget about it um, and then think about the next shot as a challenge like okay you short side yourself let's try and hold it you yeah. short side yourself up and down or when you stand on a tee and it's got water and dog leg instead of going shit you go okay this is a challenge Yeah. let's see if I can face the challenge yeah so, there's glimpses of that happening, but it's more, it's more the bad. Yeah, yeah. 
So well, let's go back to okay, how do I how would I overcome a negative thought? So how do I try to prevent that? And again, goes back to the pre-shot. So the pre-shot is once you've picked your club, you've selected the shot you want to play, mm-hmm. right? So what would you do in your pre-shot? Like each before you hit a shot, what's your your routine as you go and hit it? And what do you what are you thinking? As I walk in to hit it, obviously, before, like from the very start. From the very start, you pulled the club out and it's so going. I've already got the club I want. You got the club. I do a couple of rehearsals of the swing. Yeah. Like fade or draw or yep. whatever. And then I'd move in, set up, and pull the trigger. Yeah, okay. Then halfway through pulling the trigger, I'm like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> draw! <laughs> yeah, I, I. My biggest issue is not being committed to letting that club go. Yeah, yeah. Through impact. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck it is, but I'm doing hand gestures here that no one can see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see, but I've worked for everyone close to hit. Anyway, worked for everyone exiting left. Yeah. So I set up to exit left. Yeah. And then I get to there and go, shit, if I exit left, this is all in the swing. I'm like, if yeah. I exit left from here, this ball's going 40 feet, or yeah. 40 metres left, where it doesn't. Where it doesn't, you know so it doesn't. So I kind of yeah. hold on to it, and then it goes fucking yeah. anywhere. Yeah, I, I know with my routine, so I'll try like elaborate a little bit on it. So I like to do, like once I've selected, I do two practice swings, but I do my practice swings not to the tempo I'm about to hit the shot. So I do mine a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. I grip it a little bit less because I do have a tendency to get a bit short, quick, and I can get real tense in my hands. So that just gives me a feel like I'm going to be light, I'm going to be soft, and that sort of stuff. Um, once I'm standing up behind it, I use that as a chance to, one, pick exactly where I want to hit it. And that's not just the fairway, mm. you know, it's a stripe on the right-hand side, a stripe on the left-hand side, something, you know... an actual target. Well, I believe in, you know, aim small, miss small, mm. right? So, you know, I've picked my target, and then, as I'm standing there, it's trying to visualise the exact shape, the feel I want in the swing, how I think the swing would look from standing back, like I visualise the whole picture. Jesus. And try to see that shot, right? And then this is where I get unstuck, so I can do all that pretty, pretty good. And then... Step up to the ball, waggle, move the hands around, make sure I'm still alive. And it's that last split second where I know I need to go, okay, now I've done my work, now I don't care. Yeah. And now let's swing. Yeah. I can't let go of that I don't care factor. Exactly what you said, it's trying to commit to the swing and the shot that you've just picked. Yeah. And it's really hard to do. Mm. But I think, you know, I think that comes down to, you know, it's it's trying to go, okay, what's my... My process goals versus my outcome goals. Yeah. And you can't let your outcome goals come first. Yeah. Because outcome is based on your process. Yeah. Yeah. So I think working really hard on your process is going to lead you to better golf and a better mental state into it. Mm-hmm. But that last split second, like that letting go and committing is so important. That's yeah. what good players do. Yeah. You know, they, you see them, they hit it. And, you know, it well, might seem react. They've done the work too. Oh, yeah. Like, have not done the work. No, no. Lately to to feel that. So that's, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But it's also too, like, you, if you haven't got that good mindset, sometimes you can have the, um, yeah, you can put in the work, but then you feel like you sort of just deserve a good shot. It doesn't work like that. No. <laughs> no so you don't deserve anything. No. <laughs> not in golf. Um, but if you can do, and that comes with a bit of practice too. Yeah. It's not just, like, how it often do we see... How often do we see they go out and play a stable field on the Saturday or whatever, and then Club Champs comes around, and their round takes an extra two hours mm. because everyone wants to do a pre-shot routine. If you haven't practiced it, that's not your routine. Yeah. Your, and, you know, it doesn't matter if your routine is get here an hour early, hit balls, part, you know, do all the, all the we'll say, right things, but 
your routine might be get up, sing three beers with your mates, and head to the tea. If you do that every time, you know, it's, a good routine. it's not a bad routine, is it? <laughs> but that's your routine. That gets you comfortable in your environment. Yeah, gets you into the zone to you play your see, golf. PJ don't let you do that, mate. No, unfortunately, <laughs> no. no. You have to do it beforehand. Yeah. You're speaking a lot of sense, Brendan. It is a lot, but it just takes practice. Yeah. Like, if you can't expect to... And even if you're down the range hitting balls, you practice your routine. You yeah. go throughout every shot. You just go hit ball, rake another one in, hit it, rake it, hit it, rake it, hit it, rake it. No, because that can lead to a bit of frustration as well. If it's not coming out the way you want it, you rush the next one. Yeah. So I think, you know, practicing is almost a... You hit the shot, and then you want to recreate the same environment you're going to have out on the court. Yes. So you might pick a different target. You might select a slightly different shot that you want to play. Um, and then you do that bit, and then little things like you wouldn't if you're playing a tournament, if you're playing a tournament to win the Masters, right? And you got your your seven eye up the last or whatever you're hitting. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hit it with a dirty club face, no. so you got to make sure your club face is clean. Yeah, um, you're not going to hit the shot with you know dirt under your under your shoes, right? You clean your shoes and make sure you can get proper grip. Like you, it sounds a lot, but that's what you do in the big moment. Yeah. If you haven't practiced it, you're not ready for the big moment. No. Yeah, it's it's a hard one. Because then hitting balls comes from a, you know, oh, I can hit a heap of balls in an hour and feel like I practiced. That same amount of balls might take you four. Yeah. And that's you might, a big go, you might as well go bang your head against the wall. Just hitting 100 Sometimes. balls. <laughs> no, Sometimes. When you hit 100 balls in 10 minutes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're not recreating that. Um, well, but then, you know, trying to get, you know, we all talk about, you know, confidence. Yeah, having, if you're confident, golf is so easy. Yeah. I think anything's easy yeah. when you're confident. So, you know, what can you do to, okay, if I'm having a bad day, what can I do to artificially make me feel like I'm confident? Mm. And it's little things like this is weird, but they've done studies to show that if you just, when you're, like, just walking, if you walk with really good posture, yeah. chest out, stuff like that, it boosts your confidence. Get the Rory bounce happening. Get the Rory bounce happening, right? Right, if you slump shoulders down, looking at the ground, it doesn't exude confidence, <laughs> and you're not going to feel confident. Mm. And I know it sounds like you're just sort of making it up and it sounds fake, but that's what, you know, studies have proven. If you stand up straight, chest down, yep, you're going to feel more confident, right? A bigger chest too. Well, let's... <laughs> let's let's think about, you know, you're you know, back in your heyday and you're trying to pick up chicks. <laughs> you're not walking over your shoulder, slumped over chest down, head down like this, going, hey, you know, can, yeah. can, I, can I have your number? No, man, your chest is out. You're you're trying to exude confidence. <laughs> the memories. <laughs> but yeah, you got to walk in with that sort of mentality. Yeah. Confidence is key. Yeah, and, and I, then, I am lacking that at the minute. Yeah, because I haven't done the work, and that's that's the thing. Well, a bit of like not doing the work, and then there's you know you're staying up and you're just so unsure about the swing, but you're sharing the same problem ninety nine percent of golf. It's just so it's. The thing that annoys the shit out of me is that I coach it every fucking day. Yeah. And then you don't do it yourself. Yep. It's just like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> it happens. I was, I was warned about that. My my coach told me, like, I was doing something, and then something weird popped into my swing. And he said, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. Mm. And then we ran through some, like, lessons I'd done through the week, and he, a common thing come up, which was the same problem that I had. Yeah. He goes, man, you got to be careful. Like, sometimes you talk about that much. Yeah. But that's almost the same as what we're talking about here. Like, if you're stepping up on the tee going, oh, don't hit it in the water, don't hit it in the water, you're going to hit it in the water. Fucking nice you are. But if you can change that thought to, okay, I'm going to hit down that middle stripe, that's what I'm aiming. That, you know, and you change where you're going to look and where you're going to point. It's the same thing. You're just saying sense. different words. Yeah. Right? So rather than, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Are you coming with me away next? 
Oh, yeah, why not? Perfect. Where are you going? Whoopi. Whoopi! Oh, big trip. <laughs> road trip. 20 minutes. 20 minutes down the road. Down the road, Royal Wulgooga. Yeah. I don't know if I'll go there, actually. Oh, I'll wait and see. <laughs> Plenty of kangaroos. There is a lot of kangaroos. Yeah, I nearly got, um, I got a good story. I hit a hit a ball out there once. So this was back when we were kids playing and had a junior tournament there. Back-to-back champion. Thank you. Um, we had... Uh, the Wulgooga Open. Oh, yeah, 2009-2010, mate. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Jim Chan. You tried right. the trophy on the shelf? I got the trophy and my name's up on the wall there. If you go there, you'll see it. Yeah, right. junior open champion. So. How'd they spell your first name? They just put B. <laughs> and they give it, is it Connor or O'Connor? No, no, they spelled it correctly. Because you remember the Pro-Am the other week? Yeah. They gave Brendo O'Connor anyway. And that did me. You weren't happy after that. I wasn't happy because it's not how my name's pronounced. <laughs> they didn't even just put... They just gave you a whole new last name. Yeah, they did. So his last name's Connor, and they wrote O'Connor. Yeah. <laughs> and Connor, too, is spelled O-R. I don't know if you saw the Facebook post from the NCAS. They spelled it E-R. Like, I was, <laughs> who are you? Man? Who am I? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who I am anymore. And that is that is something that's happened my whole life, too. And it just gets so frustrating. <laughs> I just want someone to spell my name correctly. Now, I've told... Oh, no, my story about Whoopi. I forgot what I was going on about. So... I hit a shot there. It was on their, their par five. So back when I was, you got 10, 11, 12, 13, it must have been. I got no idea what that uh, was. So it's just a long par five, nothing much to it. And I've hit my second shot, pin high, just a little bit to the right of the green. And I get up there, and there's this kangaroo, right? Right up next to my ball. This thing was using its nutsack as a bean bag. It was massive. It was the biggest kangaroo I've ever seen. And I walk up to it and it growls at me. Wow. Okay, I'll step back a little bit. Walk back in, it growls at me again. And I'm looking at my playing partners like, man, what do I do? Oh, playing cool. okay, I don't want to take it unplayable. It's the only time I've ever done this. I walked up to my ball. I'm staring this kangaroo dead in the eyes. I picked my club. I'm looking at it. I sell it to my ball. And I hit my shot. And I haven't once taken my eyes off that kangaroo. Yeah, right. I didn't look at the shot. I didn't hit it. Um, it was on the green. That's about as good as wow. it got. It wasn't stiff or anything. It was just a shot, but I made contact, got it on the green. Yeah, right. But that was just, that was my scary moment. I out played one at a Grafton when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I got a shit ton of kangaroos up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we had one of the father's dads coming around with us. And uh, <laughs> he was like out of a pirate movie. He was walking down the bush with an umbrella because it was raining, <laughs> trying to shoot the kangaroos away. The kangaroos were doing nothing wrong. Yeah with his umbrella and these two kangaroos start trying to box him so he's got his umbrella around like fending the kangaroos oh away. my god fuck it was gold no oh. <laughs> so like, what are you doing man just leave him alone get away fucking hell yeah yeah uh, so live golf is um it's in australia this week, australia man. how good man i'm excited like there is you know getting good golf in australia it's you know, not that Australian golf isn't good. But it's just big names, but mate. getting those big names over oh, to Australia yeah. is so exciting. So, you know, a little bit heartbroken I couldn't go. Yeah. But... Well, if me and you went, there'd be no one to work. That's right. <laughs> the uh, the shop would fall apart. The only guy going from the guy going from here shouldn't be the one going. No, correct. <laughs> That's you, Gorny. Yeah. <laughs> but he is going. I know. He's going to have a fat time. Yeah. It'll be nice. But they reckon there's going to be one up in Goldie next year. Man, I am keen for that. That'd be sweet. I'm already putting time in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just in the diary whenever it is. Yeah, whenever it is, I'm putting it in. 
we'll close the and shop. And we're going. Close the shop for a week. Yeah, we're going. I think I'm pretty excited for that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Who's going to win? Have you actually, have you played Adelaide? I haven't played in Adelaide, no. Ada no. reckons it's uh, awesome. Yeah? Mm, it's his favourite course, I think. Yeah, wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, I've never never played there, so I don't know. Mm. But it looks mm. mean. Pretty juicy. You're playing golf today, hey? I am playing golf today. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I'm going to put my, my pre-shot into work. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What are you going to, how are you going to warm up? Uh, well, I'm going to go hit some balls. Yeah, which I've already done. I'm probably going to have my three beers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this is your weekend, isn't it? This is my weekend, pretty yeah. much, yeah. Yeah, you know, work week. Oh, yeah, I don't work a lot of Sundays, but, you know, work Saturdays, so... Yeah. We're working Sunday this week. We are. Going up to going up to Dorigo. I'm pretty excited. There's some people down. Yeah. For all you listeners, we're going uh, about an hour west of Costa to a little country club up there to do some coaching and fitting for the day. Yeah. Should Dorigo, be pretty awesome. Dorigo Golf Club. It should yeah. be fun. Yeah. I'm really excited to go there. But... I actually feel like I'm getting a bit off track here. Okay, I want to go back to the mental side yeah. of golf. So okay, I just I, I just want to hear like you know, let's not let's not go through what what you feel like you're doing. What's something if I come to you and um, I'm swinging it perfectly? You know, I'm not perfect. I'm swinging it good, mm-hmm. right? So I'm swinging it and chipping and putting, and it's like, man, you should be playing off three, and you're playing off fifteen. Mm. So there's something going on, right? Mm. What would be your piece of advice to me, or what process would you go through to try to find out what's going on with what I'm thinking on the golf course? I'd take you out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I want to watch you play three or four holes. Yeah. And see how you go about it. Course yeah. management, club selection, and what shots you're hitting. So, yeah, I'd want to get you on the course. Yeah. Um, and get into your mindset. That's where I'd go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah, have a piece of like generic advice you give someone who's walked on the street? Uh, if someone has walked off the street, what would I say to them? Mm. Let's say choose your shot, stick with it, and hit it. Pick and commit. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big one out of, yep. out of that, right? What What I found lately is a lot of our members here. I've done a few playing lessons lately. And they all plan to hit a bad shot. Yeah. Which is, you can't do that. No. Because in your mind, you've got a bad shot in your mind. Yeah. Just say it's a four iron, a six iron to get over the pot to hit it to where the flag is. Yeah. A six iron's a good shot. Yeah. So they go, I'm going to hit a five iron in case I stuff it up. Yeah. So they ever stuff it up because they're thinking about it and leave it in the pot or they flush it. Yeah. And it goes back. 20 long. Yeah. So... That's the biggest thing I've been doing lately with people is prepare to hit a good shot. Yeah, isn't it weird that they're, like, we go out there and plan to fail? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, rather than, like, rather than plan to succeed and then you hit a bad shot, they're planning to fail. Yeah. And then either hitting a bad shot or hitting a good shot, and that ends up being bad anyway. Yeah. Because they, yeah, well, that's, that's... What would your advice be for someone... The similar, exactly what you told me, but... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you go through the same sort of process, right? Like, you want to get them out there. But if I just had a guy on the street, I'd go straight into that routine. I think mm. a lot of people have very poor and very inconsistent routines. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the little things I was telling you before, like, walk with your, your chest out. Um, you know, pick your shot, see it, and hit it. 
Yeah. Don't worry about the next one. Yeah. Um, you know, once the ball's gone. So the great thing about golf is, and sometimes the frustrating thing is, you can only control so much. Mm-hmm. So you got to control what you can. Yeah. You can control what you're thinking. You can control how you react to a shot. You can control your breathing beforehand. Yeah, you can put all of those things in, but once the ball leaves the club face, you're at the mercy of how you've yeah. swung it and whatever's happened. Um, but if you let that bad shot carry over from, you know, sometimes it may take four holes. Yeah. You're carrying that bad tee shot from four holes ago yeah. into your six-foot putt. You're in strife. What do I... I, I give people the target, a 10-step remedy. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I'm just... And if, for people who don't know it, it's... You have 10 steps to stew over your bad shot you just hit, and then... And then you get over it. And then you get over it. Yeah, so get over it. So you hit your bad shot, and the next 10 steps, you take 10 steps to stew on what you just done, get your anger out. Yeah. Obviously, don't be stupid and throw your club. Yeah, of course. Cars, but just swear under your breath, do something, let it out, and by the time you've taken 10 steps, you need to be ready to hit the next shot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um... Yeah, I like that's that how, one. That's how you. That's how I tell people to get rid of yeah, it. Yeah, I like that and one. Use it's... the next shot as a challenge. All right, I've, I've stuffed up. Yeah, now it's time to see if I can get up and down and save my part. Yeah, challenge yourself. Well, most important shot in golf is the next one. That's right? correct. So, yeah, like John Rahm said, goldfish is the happiest animal on the planet. Just be a goldfish. Ten second memory. Ten second memory. I think that's what all good golfers have. So maybe that's my problem. I remember too much. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to mention, like, let's talk about, you know, the most mentally tough the game's probably ever had. And I apologise to Gorney here, because he's sick of hearing about this guy. But, uh, (laughs) right? (laughs) So, you know, try and get someone who's got a better mentality than he does. Yeah. Like, he'd he'd be doing all those things that we just discussed, and he'd have no, you know, when he's hitting a shot, he's not thinking water. He's thinking stump. Like, he's... You know, he's obviously putting in the work. He's obviously very talented. There's a lot going on there. But we can, you know, if we want to try to achieve where he's at or try to get, you know, as close to as we can to him, you've got to have that same mindset. Yeah. And it's pretty, he's pretty tough. So Am I, am I going to get close to him? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you're going to be close to him. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Shoot up another foot, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need a bit more of a tan. <laughs> and then you'll be good. <laughs> What are you saying? Talk. Nah, nah, there's a bit more time in the sun, you'll be right. Do you, do you remember um, when he won the Masters, the last round? So him and Tony for now talk a bit and, you know, they used to chat a bit and ring each other, whatever. So hit the tee shots off the first hole. And they're walking down the fairway at the first hole and Tony's like, so Tiger, hey kids, mate. And Tony's like, he just looked at me and went, good. And turned straight around just kept walking. And he didn't give him anything for the whole day. Yeah. The whole day. Yes. And that, that just, like, you know, that can come across as, you know, obviously a bit arrogant or whatever else, but that gets him in the zone. Yeah. Like, he's there to win a tournament. And Tony was like, all right, shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're on today. Yeah. We're here to play. Yeah. We're here to play. And so, yeah, and some people, you know, obviously like to chat and that gets them sort of switched off yeah. during shots. I think it's important to find a way to switch off between golf shots. Yeah. And that's just the same as, you know, you can sit there and, yeah, you, know, you can gloat about your shot and whatever else. I think taking positives out of your game is a really good thing. You know, mm-hmm. celebrate your your wins. Um, but yeah, if you're there stewing and thinking about the bad shot you just hit yeah. the whole way to the next one, it only escalates. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you got to really be able to to forget it, switch off, sing a song, 
talk to your mate. Heavy yeah. metal. Yeah, heavy metal. Listen to some heavy metal. Perfect. Yeah. Listen mate, to did you hear, um, did you hear Jedi Morgan, so the Aussie on live? Mm-hmm. He's having a sook at there's not enough live events. Yeah. So he can't find his way into form. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You would have just signed for so much money he, to play less events. He, what are you thinking? He definitely knew what he was getting into. Right, so yeah, you know, he he doesn't like you can't. He might have just looked at the money and went sick, yeah, and signed right. But you know, anyone worth their weight would have looked at it and gone, okay, well, what's more important is you know, do I want a heap of money or do I want to do you reckon play he, golf? Do you reckon he's he made the right decision? So he just won the Australian Open mm-hmm. or Australian Masters of PGA. Yeah, would have had full status on DP World Tour event yeah. anyway yeah. and he's gone to live so. look I think he obviously like I think the the Greg effect would have had a bit on him mm. being an Aussie Greg obviously has a pretty big impact on a lot of those younger um, Australians up and coming but you know guys you learn from it depends like you know poor um, poor Travis yeah he That's was nice. yeah he was there and then he just left out high and dry so you know he's convinced to come out to this tour and yeah, Prey didn't perform the way he wanted, but it's his first time out with the big boys. Like, he plays great golf, he mm. play, he's been very successful in his own right, but he, it's not PGA Tour level. Do you reckon, how much money do you reckon he would have got? I don't know if they would have paid him a lot to join. A couple of mil? No, I don't reckon it would be that much. Don't reckon? No, I don't know. I don't think they would have paid him a lot up front, but, mm. you know, he's obviously going to earn a heap, you guaranteed a heap of money playing. Yeah. So, for a guy who's trying to make it around, you know, Australia and Asia, which is, you know, it's okay money in Asia, but not great. Did he still have any status on the Asia Tour or not? Uh, I don't know. Because he won a few times, didn't he? Yeah, he, he? did. I'm sure, they, I'm sure he would. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's working his way back through right, yeah. some things, so he's doing all right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if Jed made the, the mm. right choice. That's up to him, whether he's... Because uh, he's played like... Well, when we talk about people playing like dog shit... They're way fucking better than us. <laughs> Just for all you people out there. What we're saying is, for their standard, they're not playing real yeah. good. Well, it's the, we're the equivalent to the, you know, the 300 pound guy eating his bag of chips, watching the footy, going, Oh, why didn't you do that? Yeah, you I could do that. You should have passed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> Except we're not 300 pounds. Getting close. We're getting close. I haven't eaten sugar for three days. Yeah, you can tell. And fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I sat on the lounge the other day, looked down at my belly, and I was like, holy Jesus, yeah. I have a donut. Yeah, it's not right. And it's gone almost. For a guy who's been repping a six-pack most of his life. I'm, I've never had a six-pack. <laughs> I've just had no fat in my belly. There's never, ever been any muscle there. So what I did, I just, and what I'm doing, I've just eaten meat for three days. Yeah. No bread, no nothing. Maybe had a beer or two, but they're low carb beers. Low carb, yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> but it's so hard not to eat sugar. Like, oh yeah, it's in everything. I could eat a block of chocolate like it was an apple. Yeah, <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> working when you work in the pro shop here, what's right there? Chocolate. Bit, oh man. Yeah. It's just been Easter. Yeah. Not a good mix. So no, it is not. I find I get like super tired. Yeah. Okay. I normally just go for a chocolate bar give me some energy yeah get that sugar high yeah well you see they did studies that shows that um i think sugar is as addictive and i think it's more addictive than cocaine is it yeah wow yeah so yeah so <laughs> that's probably be... a good thing cocaine would cost a lot of money. <laughs> 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 if you got addicted to it we'd be very very poor wow. 
Um, yeah, no, yeah, sugar is super addictive, yeah. and that's why, like, once you start having some, you consume more and more and more and more. Yeah. And then that just turns into fat. Yeah. So I, I did have an apple on a banana, though. So there's natural sugar. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, I know. I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. Yeah. The weekend's going to test me. Mm. I'm going to try and do it for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, no, you'll do it. Yeah. You'll be fine. Um, but, to- yeah, talking back on, on Jed, so he's, like so he's complaining there's not enough events. And you're probably seeing the reverse effect on the PGA Tour. You're getting a lot of players who are exhausted. Mm-hmm. It's probably from too many events. Well, they play every week now because of the wraparound season. Yeah. Like, so if you're an up-and-comer or just got your card, you need to play that wraparound season so you gain the points before all the big boys come back. Correct. And then if you're one of the big dogs, you don't have to do that. But then if you're not playing that great, you've got to play all those things. Like Ricky Fowler, he played a fair few of them. Yeah. He's starting to play good. But he's yeah. back to world number 52 or 51, yeah, I think. he's so. starting to play well. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting for him. We've missed him. Yeah, I like... I like people with real different swings. Yeah. It's... Like, I like him, Ram. Um, I don't know who else. But I love a funky swing. Yeah. Like yours. Like mine. <laughs> <laughs> like yours. Like yours. But yeah, it's almost like, yeah, I think, you know, PJ's obviously changed a few things in since Liv's popped up yeah. a few compulsory events and all this more sort of stuff more money for the big dogs yeah it, it is more money for the big dogs they'll, they'll nut that out but I think um, it's making them play more together though yeah it is that's like Harper Town yeah they all had to go there whereas yeah. last year only a handful went yeah no it's it's cool like it makes spectating so much better yeah being able to see that but yeah it's going to take a it takes a toll on the players obviously so yeah. you know at what point do they have to they obviously probably need to have your events so these guys can play at the level they want to yeah it's a big they, strain on their body so and like, mental health because they swing so hard now and they they're in the gym every morning before they play yeah yeah on the road they, they're doing something every day in the gym yeah. it's wild yeah that's right and I think you'll find too they're actually in the gym after they play as well a lot of the guys hit the gym straight after so well because you lose like over a four day tournament you lose muscle mass yeah, walking so much. Yeah. They're like footy players in a way. They try and put some muscle on in the off-season and yeah. then they just try and maintain it. Yeah. And then just do more mobility and rotational stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, it's That's a big... Right. I need to do some rotational stuff. <laughs> Get yeah. some rotation back. Man, my thoracic is so tight. Well, you see, yeah, see, you know, it's probably almost... And I'm going to recommend this out to, to Greg and... Who's the... Who runs the PGA? What's his name? Monaghan Jay yeah something like that. yeah Jay Monaghan is that him something so. something like that, yeah so really we'll, Riley yeah no we'll if, if, I'll, if we're incorrect <laughs> we'll uh, we'll correct that on the next on the next podcast <laughs> they almost need to start talking merger yeah well it's never going to happen mate merger I'm putting it out there uh, imagine like hating each other and for so long like button heads and then merging like It'd be awesome, but I don't think either side would do it because there's so much conflict. Yeah, no, they de- they, they definitely doing it, wouldn't. they'd be doing it out of principle. Yeah, no, they definitely wouldn't. But you, you know, you've got one playing too little, one playing too many. Mm. We got to find a happy medium. I think the um, the live will end up doing more in Asia, and there'll be mm. there'll be more the live tour will be 
How many they play now? 14 a year? They'll get up to like 20, 25 a year. 25 sounds good. Yeah, I reckon they'll do Asia. 25 a year. Yeah, I like that. One every second week kind of thing. But it depends too, because those league players are under contract. They have to play, don't they? Yeah. Because it'd be nice, like, you go, you got 25 events and you have to play 20 or something. Yeah, they have to play. That'd be a bit different, because, you know, being away from your family for that long is a pretty... Well, they just take them. Yeah, that's fair. They get so much money. Like, your missus would love it. Your kids would love it. Yeah, that's true. Fly around fried jets, stay in the biggest joints there is, yeah. get food cooked for you 24-7. You've got pools and gyms. The missus can go shopping and buy whatever she wants. What am I doing? doing? Doing this? I should be... Rory, I'll date you. Would you? <laughs> Man, for that. I always knew there was something. <laughs> it's a new TV show. There's something about Brando. There's something about Brando. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, I'm out of things to talk about. I don't know about you, Corfin. Um, you got anything else you want to bring up? I do, actually. Love it. I do. I got a new set of clubs the other day. You got a new set of clubs? Yeah. Thank you to Callaway. Sort me out. Tell me about your new clubs. I got the, um, this is going to be weird for you, but I actually got the set of MBs. Muscle bags. The blades, and they're so nice. Yeah. I went around in circles for a while. I had the TCBs, and I thought I couldn't hit them, so I went to the Apex Pro, but they're like in rockets. Yeah, okay. And to offset. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Callaway Blake was here the other week and I had the MBs and they're pretty juicy. Yeah. I got the uh, the oil cam ones so they rust. They're all going to be rusty. They're, they look sick. Yeah. That'll be good. With a good shaft. So I got the Project X LZ in them. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I'm pretty pretty happy about them actually. You're pretty excited. Look out. Do you use them when you shot your fantastic round the other day? Yeah, I did. Yeah. The one where you got a quick golf? It wasn't there far. <laughs> Wasn't the club's fault? No. So. What made you go to the MBs? One or the cavity? Is it just feel? They actually are forgiving. Like, yeah. To, but, to be fair, but it, it makes me feel like I gotta get through the ball a bit better. Yeah. So, which is, I don't know, it could just be my head, which yeah. is all over the place. But I use the eye blaze for ages. Yeah. And before them, I had the Cobra Blades. Yeah, okay. A long yeah. time before that. Yeah. I played my best golf with them. And they looked mint. And I think having a smaller head makes me concentrate a bit more. Well, I, I can see that. Like, you know, you've got a smaller target to miss, so you have to swing and, a while. And they fly a bit better. So yeah. the shaft and head combo gets a bit higher for me. Yeah. Because I was getting... I had the normal Project X shafts in the TCBs, and they... Like, the head's really nice, but that shaft doesn't suit me. Yeah. I was getting, like, flyers out of the fairway, so it'd come out like knuckleball. Yeah, okay. You don't hit a five-line, like, just say it's 175, and you nut it and it fly 185. Yeah, okay. Like, okay, that's not very good. Yeah. It's gone to <laughs> and, and it bounds over the back. Yeah. So, and I felt like I couldn't swing those shafts. Yeah, okay. Easy enough. Yeah. So these things got no offset. The balls ain't going left. You're excited. I am, mate, actually. Inspire you to practice, maybe. It will. Just got to find some time. Put you in a good mindset. Mm. I think so. Pick the shot, hit the shot. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. We, we If our advice to anyone out there now, if they're going, we got a couple of bozos talking shit, <laughs> pick the shot, hit the shot. Yeah. Don't, don't think about the water. Don't think about the bunker. Don't think about your wife. 
Yeah. Pick the shot, hit the shot. <laughs> then think about your wife. Yeah. <laughs> just be committed. Yeah. I yeah. Reckon. Yeah. It's just like, you know, obviously, like, it's a little bit of a fear factor there. Oh, I don't want to go on the water, but what do you got to lose? Yeah, it's just a game of goal. Yeah, that's right. And that's. Oh, I need to approach it like a game of golf. Yeah. Rather than. This is I'm doing this, I should be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, when I get home, my kids are still going to fucking love me. Yeah, correct. My will still like me. <laughs> 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 I'm still going to have the same friends. Yeah. So what are you worried about? Yeah, that's right. Look, it's, I'm going to be real with you, Coffee. If you shot 100, I probably wouldn't be your friend. You probably wouldn't see me again. <laughs> if, you, if you had triple digits, I don't think we're chatting anymore. Like, yeah, fair enough, mate. Yeah. I think, I think that's my limit on friendship is... Is that all I've got to do? <laughs> <laughs> Just go shoot 100 tomorrow. Go shoot 100 when we're done. Perfect. You can get a new host. Excellent. Can't wait. <laughs> no, I think I'm done, mate. That's everything? Nothing else? Um, no. I'm, I'm all out of topics. What are you doing this weekend? This weekend... Uh, well, oh, heading to Dorigo Sunday. Coaching, that's right. Yeah, Sunday. Uh, i got nothing really big planned for Saturday, but I work in the morning. I might go home and cook, uh, cook the family. And How's your cooking going? Because you're getting a bit of uh, traction off that Italian guy, weren't you? Like the Vincenzo. So yeah. Anyone that doesn't know, Brendo thinks he's a really good cook. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he actually is. But he's... Um, He's only got one kid, and he's got time to prepare shit. I do, and so, I've I've got a, a is number very two, is number two on the way yet. Number two isn't on the way yet. Practicing, no. maybe. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, practice makes perfect, right? No, so, <laughs> in all walks of life, Look, golf, family, lover, yeah, Ooh. practice makes perfect. Yeah, <laughs> you know me, I'm all about that practice. So, yeah, you're a good grinder. <laughs> Uh, let's get back to work. Let's get back to work. Thanks for listening, guys. Yes, I'll see you uh, hopefully next week. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get an episode in. We'll get one in. All right. Cheers. Bye.